Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1506. A lot of people have the will to win, but the key is to have the will to prepare to win. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. I'm revved up and so excited to share with you today a very special guest, Brian Allen, who's calling in from no doubt sunny Los Angeles, California. Brian Allen is the Senior Vice President of Strategic Partnerships at HireCar. He is responsible to assist OEMs and retail dealers with strategies to profits for the car sharing, ride sharing, and transportation as a service opportunities. Brian serves on advisory boards for several retail and technology firms and is renowned for recognizing industry trends and developing innovative solutions that leverage technology to improve the employee and customer experience for the automotive industry. After 30 years of service as a general manager and group director of business development at Galpin Motors, Brian founded Respective.io, a strategic advisory and investment firm focused on emerging technologies and innovation in the retail automotive industry. And by the way, Mike Fernari, who is Hire Cars Chief Business Development Officer, was a previous guest here on Cars. Yeah, you can go back to the website and listen to his show if you missed it. I'll be back in just a minute to bring Brian into the show, but first, a word from our valued sponsors that make Cars Yeah possible. Hey, Cars Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft seat covers. They'll protect your seats from the daily abuse of pets, children, weekend adventures, and even those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. All Covercraft seat covers are easy-on, easy-off design that are machine washable. You can choose from many fabric options, colors, and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicles. Their seat gloves are semi-custom fit for cars and trucks, and their seat savers, a favorite of mine, are custom-tailored to fit your seats like a glove. Work truck seat covers are tough, durable, denim-weight fabric. It's like putting a pair of rugged jeans on your truck's seats. Want to stay warm? Covercraft also offers seat heaters. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Are you a Cars Yeah subscriber? If you're not, go to CarsYeah.com, click on the free book button, and I'll send you my free filler-up book. It's a very cool book I created of fuel filler fun, some very cool imagery, and great quotes from past guests here on Cars Yeah. Plus, you'll get my weekly email follow-up and my weekly blog. Just go to carsyad.com, click on the free book button, and I'll send it to you right away. Thanks for subscribing. Hey, Brian, welcome to Cars Yeah. Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Absolutely. Thank you very much, Mark. We'll have some fun for sure. So before we begin, I'm going to have you tell our listeners maybe one little thing about yourself that most people maybe don't know. <laughs> oh, gosh. There's probably too much to say that people don't know. Uh, <laughs> lordy, lordy, what do not people not know that I can actually talk about? That's interesting. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, nobody, nobody's listening, so don't worry. You can share whatever you want with me. <laughs> probably, 
What they don't know is that I was a witness in a, a murder trial in Los Angeles that ended up oh helping gosh. getting somebody acquitted who was not actually guilty of the murder. So that's, that, that, <laughs> that's not too car related, but that's something. No, that a lot but of that's fascinating. Yes. I, yeah. Well, you know, you hear about people that are uh, put in jail or prison for a long time for things they didn't do. And that's the last thing you want to see happen. But uh, murder trial, I mean, that's a whole nother level. I just served on jury duty last year and it's the first time I ever did that. It was fascinating. And it wasn't anything like TV, is it? It's no. completely different. Yeah, it's no, pretty I, different. No, I feel so. for the jurors on long trials, too. The one I was involved with oh, was gosh. three months long. And I, oh my gosh, macro. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough, uh, tough amount of time. But you know, it's, I was complaining about it. My wife, who's way smarter than me, said, you know what? This is part of a civic duty. This is important. And someday, you know, you might be on the other end. <laughs> well, I hope not. And you'll hope that some smart people are, in the jury who can listen and understand and make uh, uh, good decisions on your behalf. So it, she kind of changed my opinion. And I, I was only there for a week, but right. I actually ended up liking the experience. And, and I, I felt pretty good about it. And uh, we we helped convict a guy that I think was a pretty bad guy. And we found out later from the attorneys that he was a very bad guy and right. uh, and had been painted in a very different light, of course, by his attorney and uh, even a few people on our jury were saying, well, this guy, he he probably didn't do that. When they found out afterwards, when we spoke to the lawyers, when they can reveal the rest of the story, yeah, as they say. Yeah, that's the Yes, yes. You just go, oh, my gosh. Well, that's fascinating. Well, thanks for sharing that with us. That's pretty <laughs> cool. No bad secrets revealed here. Let's start your journey here on Cars yeah by sharing a success quote or a mantra, some kind of saying that perhaps has been instrumental in your life. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires spinning here on Cars Yeah. So, Brian, grab the wheel. Well, you know, uh, boy, I've got a few. There's a few sports coaches that I really admire, and one of them was Bobby Knight from Indiana Hoosiers, right? And he said something I think that has really helped me in my career, and that is simply a lot of people have the will to win, but the key is to have the will to prepare to win. And that's where I, I think sometimes I've been frustrated in that I want to get ready for success just in case. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, and whether it's companies or, or people I know, they'll say, well, no, we'll do that once we get the account or we'll, we'll do that when, when, in the, when it's evident we're going to succeed. And I said, well, then it's too late. You know, you, we're not prepared. I, uh, you know what, um, Wayne, uh, oh my goodness, the hockey player. Wayne Gretzky? Thank you. Gretzky. You, know, you skate towards where the puck is going to go, right? If And you've got to prepare for success because that is probably the biggest part of success is to be ready for it. Well, it's a great quote, and I've had lots, hundreds of racers on the show here, and all of them say the race is won in the preparation, not on race day at the exactly. track. Exactly. Yep. And life's that way, too. It's It's all about being prepared and I know, you know, some folks are impatient and they want success right away. And we all look at these successful people and we just think they've always been successful. And if you look at some of these documentaries, especially about musicians, I just watched uh, Rocket Man about Elton John. Yes. And of course, uh, the one about Queen and um, just saw another one called Honey Boy about Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. And these people that you look at as being successful and you had no idea the hardships they dealt with to get there. You just, 
you forget about that, right? Absolutely. You know, you look at yeah. uh, one of the wealthiest African-American entertainers, Tyler Perry. He was he was living oh, in gosh. his car, yeah. I think, up to north of 30 years old. And, and I know. It's incredible. one of the wealthiest yeah. people in the world. It's kind of like that iceberg, right? The hard work is done below the surface. Yeah, I, I love it. Well, that's a great quote. Absolutely. Well, let's talk a little bit about Hire Car. I mentioned in my introduction, I had one of your uh, co-workers, colleagues, Mike Fernari, here on the show a while back. Yeah. Um, I was excited to get you on the show to get a different perspective because I'm really intrigued by the whole Hire Car concept. It's a fascinating. So walk our listeners through what it is. Uh, what the company's all about, what you do for the company, and why people need to learn about Hire Car. And I'll spell that for you, listeners H Y R E C A R, Hire Yes, like any good tech firm, you have to misspell the name and then it's memorable, right? Well, that's so, why the Google, the genius behind Google, it's hard to misspell uh, Google. <laughs> yes, phenomenal. So, uh, well, the essence of Hire Car when it started about four years ago, was to create a marketplace very similar to what Airbnb does. You take people with assets, in this case, automobiles that are underutilized, and you connect them to drivers that need cars and that for higher car specific purpose for gig economy, commercial, otherwise known as ride share, food and package delivery. A few years ago, it was very, very difficult to get insurance or any type of financing for cars that were going to be used for ride share because, frankly, the early days of ride share, the drivers were typically disenfranchised taxi or uh, limo drivers that weren't used to taking care of cars and, and banks that loaned the money to buy a car lost their shorts because high mileage, low maintained cars, uh, needless to say, had low collateral value. And if cars had to be repossessed, the banks lost their shorts. So for the last few years, as rideshare has grown, it typically was very tough for somebody who needed to rent a car for this business to get one. And the two Indian gentlemen that originally founded Hire Car, they found an insurance company that would insure this model. And they started a business before anybody else did to provide cars for these gig drivers that needed to rent. And what they quickly realized is that uh, 30, depending on the region, 30, 40% of the drivers needed to rent a car to qualify for Uber or Lyft, and their business took off. But one little problem started to happen. It was so successful, they were running out of vehicle supply. So that's where I came in. I, I, I was in the retail car business in Los Angeles. Uh, as a group general manager and director of business development for Galpin Motors. And I saw, I was there for 33 years, uh, started in 85 and uh, just retired in 2018. And I saw already the rideshare drivers that were coming into our retail dealership and they wanted to rent or buy cars and the banks wouldn't allow it. And the rental agencies didn't have the insurance to cover these people. And it was a huge market that was underserved. So when I retired, I reached out to hire a car and I said, gee, where are you getting your cars from? And, and they said, well, mostly private individuals, but we're really short of cars. We have way more driver demand for cars. So I said, well, we'll go to OEMs, manufacturers and dealers and use idle inventory. And frankly, what I knew is the dealers were in the best position 
to offer idle inventory or aged inventory for these drivers that needed to rent. And it was a win-win for everybody. Hire cart creates that marketplace and allows dealers to participate in the mobility, uh, the growing segment of mobility. And frankly, the dealers are succeeding better than third-party companies that have to recreate the dealer infrastructure that the dealers already own, you know, the property, the people, the resources, parts and service, all that's already existing. So that's it. Hire car connects people who need cars and people who have them. You know, it's fascinating to me. A couple of weeks ago, I had to take my wife's car in for service and they needed to keep it a few days and they didn't have a loaner for me and I live a little ways away. And so they called a Lyft driver and I was, he was giving me a ride back to my house and I started chatting with him and I said, well, do you worry about your car getting you know, kind of used up with all the driving. He goes, well, I don't own this car, I rent it. And I went, I went, what? He goes, well, yeah, Lyft has a program where we can rent cars. And so I'm not using my own car. I don't use up my own car. They service it. They fix it if it needs to be fixed. And maintain it. And I, yeah. I, I'd never heard of such a thing. And then when I started reading about having you on the show and I'm going, oh, that's right. Hire, they kind of do a similar thing. Yes. I think it's fascinating. And if you go to any urban center where all the workers drive into work and the cars are all sitting in these parking garages doing nothing, you know, that's another tap into area. Maybe somebody drives their car to work, hands the keys over to someone who drives people around all day, and then they come back at the end of the day and you both make some money off of it. I, it's a whole fascinating process. And for a valuable asset like cars, uh, why not make some extra money if you're not a crazy picky guy like me who wouldn't want anybody riding in my car all day? <laughs> right. And, and you know, oddly, it, it's not that this mobility thing is anything new. The, uh, you know, the stagecoach yeah. was around for, uh, long before cars were. <laughs> That's and, right. And really, it's just transportation. But what, of course, has made it so much uh, easier today is technology from our smartphones. So today, a driver can simply go into our app and pick the car they want to rent daily, weekly, or hour, uh, monthly. And actually, soon it'll be hourly, but there's demand for hourly, believe it or not. We've got drivers that uh, want to just drive airport runs from 5 in the morning to 10 in the morning, and then go play golf the rest of the day. The fact is, I'd like to share an analogy with what Domino's Pizza did to the pizza industry. And right at the crisis of this beginning of the Great Recession in November 2008, Domino's launched the very first pizza app where you could order pizza on your smartphone. And they, uh, what most people don't realize is the day they launched that, the stock was trading for $3.27 a share. 10 years later, well, closer to 12 today, the stock is now about three hundred north of $350 a share. Oh, yeah. And, but here, here's the wild card. They made it so easy to order pizza that Domino's is single-handedly responsible for lifting the whole industry, and they have a three-fold, 300% increase in pizza consumption worldwide because, of course, everyone followed Pizza Hut and all the different pizza companies got their own apps. Now, you fast-forward that to Uber, and Uber, you know, people took taxis, but nowhere near to the scale that today people use ride-hailing. And it's because they made it so doggone easy that, you know, today I, I start to get stressed if my Uber or Lyft won't come in five minutes. 
right? I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Remember when you used to call a cab and they said, well, they'll be there in a couple hours, maybe. Oh, yeah. And if you had an airport run, forget it, right? Right. But but, uh, so, and then, of course, we can see the driver coming towards us. So that lowers our stress level. And similar to, again, going back to uh, Domino's Pizza, they pioneered all of that smartphone stuff where they had a, they have something called a time tracker. You can see the pizzas in stage one, two, right. three, four. Yeah, yeah. It's left the oven. The driver's waving at you, you know. So you, you know exactly where they are. And that's what, what would the reason why ride hailing has increased so much. And it's not that it's really cheaper. You know, let's face it. If, if you've got a ride hail every day, the way you justify it is taking into account you don't have to pay, pay, pay for parking. You don't have to pay for insurance. You don't have to pay for maintenance. So it's really far from hit its peak. Ride sharing, cart ride hailing is still got a long way to grow. Well, I think so. And especially as older generations get very comfortable with it. I think about people like my mother, who's, uh, you know, not as comfortable driving now uh, at her point in time. And the fact that she can easily just call a car, it'll show up. She feels confident she can get to her doctor's appointment or to the movies or wherever and not worry about that and not worry about parking and all that kind of thing. And you know, these, these disruptor companies, Hire Car, uh, Warby Parker for eyeglasses, uh, Harry Shave Club, Dollar Shave Club. Um, I love these companies. And you, who would ever thought a pizza company would be a tech company, right? Right. Absolutely correct. <laughs> yeah. That's- it's just fascinating to me. Uh, I love it. Well, a great analogy. I love that. And I didn't know that about them. So why didn't you tell me back when their stock was three bucks? <laughs> Thanks for the call, Brian. Yes, indeed. Well, Food stocks are a good investment. Well, yeah. And when I moved up here 26 years ago, uh, I was looking for a used Porsche to buy. And a friend said, well, you should take all that money and buy Amazon stock. And I said, you mean that guy selling books? What? Why would I do that? Who wants, you know, in the future, oh. people won't even be reading books. Well, boy, did I miss the boat on that one. I am um, 2020. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I think the stock at that time was like two bucks or something like that. So. Oh my gosh. Well, there we go. There we go. I could have any Porsche I want nowadays if I just invested that money there. So No, I was gonna say you could have bought Porsche. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I probably could have. Yeah. I I don't I've done the math a few times and it makes me feel a little ill. So <laughs> I don't know why I keep bringing it up. But you know, there's there's another Amazon, there's another pizza company. there's somebody right That's now. Right. That's right. Who's on the edge. If you could just figure out who that is, that's the secret. So uh, keep your eyes open. The world is your oyster. Well, let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down. Talk about a big challenge or even a big failure you faced along the way. I mean, you stayed at Galpin for a long time. And then you said you retired, but it sounds like retirement, your idea of retirement wasn't sitting on the porch. So tell us about a, a challenging time. Walk us through it and tell us how that experience taught you to move forward in a positive way. Well, uh, I can tell you two and they're kind of relatively similar, but you know, in the coming from the retail car business, one of the things that the dealerships have to deal with is management of inventory. And, you know, the factories are always typically calling a dealer and saying, I want you to take more. Meantime, you've got cars parked on the boulevard and in neighbors' houses and stuff because you've run out of space. But um something that uh happened and I was very fortunate work with uh, Bert Bachman at Galpin Motors because he he really, frankly, gave me enough rope to hang myself with in, in ordering inventory. But we took advantage of downturns to grow the company. And a specific one, you know, it started in uh, 2000, excuse me, 94. We had a big earthquake in Los Angeles. 
and it was called the Northridge earthquake in 1993. I remember that. I was and living it, in San Diego at the time. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you probably felt it there. And our we did. So our dealership was right in the heart of the area in Van Nuys, and immediately Bert Bachman, you know, we, we got together to strategize. The dealership was was damaged, but it wasn't completely in position where we couldn't do business. But it, it, we had a lot of our work family homes were destroyed, and it was a, a you almost thought it was apocalyptic. And you know, I could imagine the families in Tennessee with that tornado going through. Yeah, uh, I know our exactly with them felt, today. right? Yeah. But what yeah. we did was dealers were turning down inventory because they thought, okay, nobody's going to buy cars, and uh, you know the, the economy is going to be tough. And we sat down and we said, you know, wait a minute. Typically, the government injects money into areas that have disaster, and then secondarily, trucks and construction are going to go through the roof and. So we, we took a gamble and we, every dealer that turned down inventory, we told the manufacturers for the different brands that we had, uh, that we wanted it. And it was a huge gamble because physically we wouldn't have a place to put these cars if we didn't sell them quickly. Well, sure enough, these cars start coming in and about, uh, two weeks after the earthquake, insurance companies are starting to write checks. And of course, what are people doing? They've got a cracked wall with plaster damage, and they maybe got a $15,000 check for the lower damage incidents. And what were they doing? Uh, They're buying cars. (laughs) They were buying cars. And uh, that that single-handedly jumped our business probably almost 200% over that year. And then we leased most of those cars. So we ended up you know, and leasing really is just another form of, of rental. Mm-hmm. We ended up putting those customers on a cycle where they would get new cars every two or three, so two or three years. So the exponential growth of the business was phenomenal. Wow. And the company that's never awesome. looked back. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's that incredible. Le- that was leveraging a, a, a situation that short term looked like it was going to be really horrible, but we, we hoped for the best. And, you know, we, Kind of looking today, I think some dealerships are going through that with this doggone uh, coronavirus thing. You know what's going to happen, but I think what's going to I think between the government and big manufacturers, they'll come in with stimulus packages to get everything kickstarted as we get past this situation. I remain an optimistic and person through troubles because nature goes through those cycles, and if you have had experience with it. Then you can you can keep your head up and not think the world's coming to an end. Absolutely, yeah. The old uh, lemonade out of lemon story, and I think that's absolutely fascinating. And it's the same thing right now with the market just doing a big yo-yo up and down and up and down. The people who are positive about things saying, "Well, it's down now. I can buy a little bit more uh, when it's low," and you know, this too shall pass at some point in time, and things will improve and. Always looking at opportunity. That's a tremendous story. I really appreciate you sharing that. We're going to take a very short break, thank our sponsors, and we'll be right back. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for the enthusiast and the collector. It's your monthly must-read whether you dream of owning a collector car, have two cars, or 200. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years, and it's filled with valuable articles 
intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. Plus, you'll get the exclusive SEM guide to restoration shops included for free. At checkout, use the code CARSYEAH and receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription. It's an exclusive offer from me here at Cars Yeah. I'm Mark Green, and I love Sports Car Market Magazine. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today, and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars yeah website at com. If you're listening to Cars yeah, you've probably spent some time working on your favorite ride. But how confident are you working on your finances? You may be able to rebuild a fuel injection system, but can you decipher the details of a mutual fund? If you're like me, investments, insurance, annuities, budgeting, and other financial concepts may seem a bit daunting, but what if I told you there's a book that describes these subjects and more in an easy-to-read and a very humorous way? My friend Chris Kimball, CFP, a longtime sponsor and past guest here on Cars yeah, has written that book, and it's titled The Saga of Ike and Penny, a couple's humorous journey through the confusing world of finance. It's a fun look at things you need to know, everything from investing to effective ways to get rid of credit card debt, and it's probably the only book on finance with a VMAX on the front cover and a classic Mini Cooper on the back. The book's available at Amazon for just $10, and this book will dramatically improve the direction of your financial future. I gave copies to each of my children. All securities are through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Christopher Kimball Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Get your copy, The Saga of Ike and Penny, today. All right, we are back. Would you share a story with me that instigated your personal passion for cars, Brian? Is there a point in time, a pivotal moment in your life when you went, you know what, I think I'm going to be a car guy? Yeah, I think I was about three years old. Uh, <laughs> you know, I uh, it's funny, I, Hot Wheels, I was, and of course, looking oh, back, yeah. it makes sense, but I started with Hot Wheels so early, and I what I didn't realize is that I I started selling them and trading them like kids would trade baseball cards. <laughs> That's so cool. I, I, I could tell you that I started being a car salesman probably around five years old. That's funny. Trading That's so Hot funny. Wheels. Yeah. And I, yeah. from there, I leveraged it. I'm one of the few people that could probably say that they wanted to sell cars. And I, I put myself through university selling cars. Cal State Northridge, oddly though, I, I have to confess, I didn't graduate because I started becoming so successful that I could, uh, to sound really arrogant, I felt like I could teach some of the economic professors about Well, business. you probably could. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah. but it was, I think I'm only 30 units short of a degree versus a, a beer short of a six pack, I'd rather say. Just bottom line is, is that it started with Hot Wheels and I actually graduated high school early and went to a Mercedes training program where I thought I'd be a car mechanic, but I found out I was allergic to solvents. So then on my 18th birthday, I applied to sell cars and got the job. And literally started selling cars at 18 years old. I'm 57 now, so almost 40 years, probably actually has been 40 years, 
but worked with cars, but ran to manage and become general manager of luxury stores, Aston Martin, Lincoln, Volvo, Japanese stores, Subaru, Mazda. We did Lotus even. I love Lotus. And, uh, but, but cars have been with me forever. So, uh, today's new opportunities to help people consume transportation, no matter how they want to do it on demand, buy it, lease it, I think is a wonderful opportunity for the industry. Well, it's changed so dramatically. And the way to buy cars, I mean, you see them advertised all the time. You can buy a car on an app, basically. Yeah. Sight unseen. They bring it to your house, pick up your other car, haul it away. And um, I talk to friends all the time that's just my next door neighbor last year bought two brand new cars. Didn't like the experience of going to local dealers, went online, found them across the country in a week. They showed up on his front doorstep and, you know, I mean, they were new cars, so he knew what he wanted and yep. uh, found them very easily, got a great price. And there you go. So that's a fascinating story. I love that. You were buying and selling cars at three. You're, you're Hot Wheels. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Well, how about a special vehicle in your life? Now, you sent me a very cool picture, and I'm going to put it on Brian's show notes page in the Car Chat website, of a Shaguar, as we'll call it, from Austin Powers movie. But is is that your first really special car? Is there something else in your life that uh, stands out more than that one? You know, actually, I, I bought that car for my wife. So at Galpin Motors, Galpin is pretty famous for customized cars. And Jaguar Corporate asked us to make the Shaguar with the British flag painted on a brand new 2002 XK8 for their promotional activities of the movie Gold Member. So there were, uh, I think, three of these vehicles total made. Uh, New Line Cinema was the producer of the film. But anyway, uh, this vehicle that I ended up purchasing after Jaguar was done with it and the, the movie company, they showed it at the premieres. So, you know, Austin Powers lookalikes and the cars there. And they used it for the movie posters and even a couple videos. The car was in, uh, I think, one of Madonna's videos. Anyway, uh, my wife is English and the car came back. And long story short, I acquired it. For her, but uh, I drive it more than her. Now, it only has 20 some odd thousand miles in 18 years, but uh, it's fun. Cool. The paint job yeah. is a work of art. It's 15 layers of paint. Uh, it God. looks as it did in 2002, but no car makes people smile more. Of every car I've driven, and I've driven everything, uh, nothing makes people smile more than that car. So that's the fun part, part of it. Yeah. That, yeah. That really is. I think it's great. Well, here's a bit of an introspective question for you, Brian. I'm going to get in your head a little bit here. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a vehicle, since you've driven just about everything that rolls on rubber, what kind of vehicle would Brian be and why? And it's not about what you want to be. It's how you perceive yourself, your persona manifested as a vehicle. So if it's something that represents me. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I kind of call myself, I, I could go from Levi's to Tuxedo. and you know, the, okay. the late model Bronco, this is going to be the late 90s. The, I yeah. kind of referred to the O.J. Simpson car, right? Uh, that Bronco probably represents me best because I I had a black and silver two-tone one. I could take that car off-roading or I could go to the Beverly Hills Hotel, and, you know, when it was detailed out. And I'll tell you, I, I just love that vehicle and I'm so happy to see Ford bringing it back. The Bronco, I think, is just legendary. It, it shocks me that that nameplate went away in, at all. That's 
what blows my mind, right? I mean, could you imagine Ford not making a Mustang, even though they came close well, to it? The Ford Pro? Well, yeah. Right? Yeah, with the, yeah. I, I, was I know. Meeting. It's like the Corvette. Oh. Same thing. Yes. Yeah. So the Bronco is that very versatile vehicle that if another earthquake comes, I'm going to be glad I have one because I'm going to get a new one. But that that's it. The Bronco. You can go anywhere and still wear a tuxedo and look good. There you go. I love that answer. Perfect. Well, we are entering what I call the last lap, a little bit of a lightning round here. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some quick blips of that Bronco throttle. So here we go. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? Mm, you know, it's it's going to be a simple one. I really try to underpromise and overdeliver. That's it. And, and almost everything. Yeah. So yeah. that that would be the answer. Underpromise and overdeliver. Yes, sir. Yeah, perfect. Just the kind of thing you want from a guy who's selling you a car, even if it's <laughs> a straight. or a Hot Wheels. Yeah. yeah. There you go. If you could uh if you could sit down and have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that individual be? I'm gonna share something interesting with you. I'm very fortunate to have met three of the four that I really respected and broke bread with them. John DeLorean, Lee Iacocca, and Carol Shelby. So the oh one gosh. the one that's wow. missing is Henry Ford. I would Yeah. That that uh in so many ways. You know, very few people know that Henry Ford went bankrupt twice before he was successful. And it's you talked about the hard work that people did be, be, before they became very successful. And that that's a perfect example. But ironically, John DeLorean was my boss at Beverly Hills Lincoln for oh my about gosh. yeah, for 30 days. And I have pictures of all this. It's crazy. But he was out, he had just gotten um out on bail for the the thing that he was charged with. The cocaine deal. Right. And he was a friend of the owner of the dealership and he gave him a job as general manager. And I worked for him as a a sales manager. That's wild. You talk about a man that most people don't realize he's really the father of the muscle car with the Pontiac GTO. Oh yeah. The goats. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Again, going back to what people do and don't know, that it, what a fascinating guy, and there's a couple shows out there about him, but he was genuinely talented, and you want to talk about an optimist, boy, that that man could uh, take any situation and sell it. So, and Lee Iacocca, of course, and Carol Shelby, but Henry Ford is the one that I'd love to go back in time to see. Well, it's fascinating. I had a, a author, an author on the show here, uh, Barry Wills, who wrote a fascinating book. Uh, John Z, the DeLorean and me. And, uh, yes. Barry worked with John DeLorean uh, literally from the first day when they got their facility to build cars put together. And he was like the last guy to liquidate everything in the company, uh, and turn the lights out after everything failed. So those listeners out there would like to learn more about John DeLorean. Uh, but Henry Ford would be a fascinating. And wouldn't you love to bring him back to life and show him what has happened? Yeah. All this year. I mean, it, yeah. just to watch his eyes, it would be really cool. How about the best automotive advice anyone's ever given you? If you said automotive advice or related it to business. Well, that's fine. It could be business yeah, related. You know, it kind of really does apply to everything, but it's it's really about uh, living in the present. And I think that it's so important today with all the distractions we have between <laughs> mobile phones, Digital e- emails, everything distracts us. And 
we, we got to take a moment and the old adage of, you know, stop and smell the roses. But if you're talking to somebody, look at them, you know, don't, don't have your phone in your face. And that just applies for business and personal life. So, uh, and then forgive others. I think that uh, uh, forgiveness is very powerful. Uh, I think it releases stress off of you as an individual and it makes you the better person and you feel better about yourself. So those are kind of general purpose thoughts, but I, I well, find great thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. How about a resource? Is there one out there you'd like to share with people? I know a great one. It's called Hire Car. <laughs> well, that, yeah, I don't want to come across uh, pitching Hire Car too much, but. No, that's what we're all about here is promoting people and their businesses. So pitch away. <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's interesting for both somebody who needs a job. Think about this for a second. If somebody is able-bodied and they don't have a criminal record, we, they can get a car and a job on the same day. And that's pretty darn rare uh, where to be able to do that. You're self-employed, so you can pass the interview yourself. You know, you there don't. You you're hired. Yeah, I like you're hired. You. <laughs> <laughs> I like myself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you can get a car. You don't, it doesn't matter what your credit's like. Uh, when you rent a car and hire a car, all we care about is that, that you're a citizen of, you know, good, that you, you don't have a bad driving record. You can even have a couple speeding tickets. Uh, Lord knows I deserve more than I have. Simply they, for the driver, there's, there's no reason why somebody today is not doing this for a living because they, they make decent money. And there's no obligation. You can return the car the next day. It's not like a commitment. There you go. Right? There you go. So uh, that, and then I can't stress enough podcasts to learn today. If you're in a car and you're traveling a lot, always be learning. Right? Listen to those podcasts, books on tape, so to speak. If I'd had all that back, all the years I commuted and setting cars for hours in the morning and hours in the afternoon, think how much smarter I could be. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll often sit in the garage when I've driven home and I want to finish the podcast. Listening. Yeah. You know, the wife's texting me, why are you still in the garage? All that stuff. Uh, there's, there's opportunity. Yeah, there is. It's tremendous opportunity. I'll remind you, listeners, it's H-Y-R-E-C-A-R.com, Hire Car. Check it out. How about a book, Brian? Is there a book you'd like to share with our listeners? You know, I, I might be dating myself, but I, the classic how to Win Friends and Influence People. Frankly, if you had to read only one book in, in your life for business or personal, you know, outside of maybe the Bible, that's the one to read. It's just incredible how to win friends and influence uh, people by Dale Carnegie. Just a, a true guide for success in your life at any stage. Yeah, it worked then. It works now. It's, it's yep. absolutely tremendous. Well, we're up to the checkered flag here, Brian, and this last question can be a bit of a doozy. I'm going to buy you a very cool collector car today. Anything you'd like to have in your garage, something fun to enjoy on sunny days, but you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars with since you're a car seller. You're going to have to restrict yourself from that influence. You have to drive it. I want you to have some fun. Maybe go out and give some people some rides, Uh, but it's the only cool collector car you can have, and that puts the restriction on this thing. So. What's it going to be? Uh, not too difficult. A 67 Shelby GT500 Fastback. Wimbledon white white with Acapulco blue racing stripes. 
Nice. Nice. What's nice is the rear seats fold down on that and you can sleep in it if you have to. See, I, you know, I had a 66. It was a, a replica clone of a 66 GT350. Oh, great. Um, but it had, it had those fold down seats, which I always kept folded down. I had a custom carpet mat that matched the floor mats made for that area just to protect it. It was a beautiful car yeah. that a friend of mine had built with his dad. Uh, talk about a car like your Shaguar that it brings a smile to everybody's <laughs> face. Every time I got gas, it took an hour because people would come over and tell me a Mustang story. But yeah, the Shelby Mustangs, I mean, oh my gosh. And you got to meet Carol Shelby, so you know the character yeah. he was. Uh, incredible person. So, uh, and of course, with the latest movie out that represents him, uh, even more fun for people that maybe don't know a lot about him. But if you're a car person, no doubt you do. Well, I'll get to work. That shouldn't be too hard for me to find. Um, you know, we've got uh, lots of lots of resources here. And I'll remind our listeners on my other podcast that I do with Keith Martin, Buy, Sell, Hold. We talk to people in the industry who buy and sell cars. So I'm sure I've got a contact over there that um, we can access. All right. Well, we're, we've had some fun today, Brian. Thank you for taking me on a great ride. This was really fun. I want to thank you for sharing your journey. Before you drive off in that beautiful GT500, would you share maybe one little pearl of wisdom or wit with our listeners? I would say this. For you to be successful, you should strive to make other people successful. That's another one that I try to use with people that uh, I'm around and that I can help. So my success comes from raising everybody around me. may sound a little cliche, but I got to tell you, if you strive for that, people sense your sincerity and they want to be around you and you inevitably become more successful yourself. The true sign of a great leader right there in those wise words you shared with us, Brian. Oh, so true. And I'll tell you, I've learned that after interviewing over 1,500 people. We are at our best as human beings when we strive to help and serve others. It really is true, whether you even realize it or not, but it definitely isn't true in business. And that's what all great leaders do. I'll remind you listeners, you can find everything Brian has shared today on his Cars Yeah show notes page. Just go to carsyeah.com. Click in Brian Allen and his page will pop up. Brian, thanks again for calling in today. This has been really fun for sharing your life and your experiences. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you down the road. Well, thank you. This has been great. Hey, Cars Yeah listeners, this is Mark Green. If you love the Cars Yeah podcast, I have something new for you. I've teamed up with Keith Martin, a collector car market expert and the editor of Sports Car Market Magazine to create the Buy, Sell, Hold podcast. Buy, Sell, Hold is the essence of collecting. Together, we take you on an educational ride into the collector car market, talking with industry experts, helping you navigate your collector car journey so you know when to buy, sell, hold. We talk with seasoned experts, who buy, sell, and hold investment vehicles, and they'll share their insider secrets on how they make their buying decisions when it comes to making these important investments. You'll find the Buy, Sell, Hold podcast on the Cars yeah! website, on the Sports Car Market website, and if you're a podcast app subscriber to Cars yeah! Buy, Sell, Hold will come right to your mobile device, just like the Cars yeah! podcast, automatically. Join Keith Martin and me on a great new venture on the Buy, Sell, Hold podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up 
a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!